Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. A big welcome to my guest, Ubabawani, Mr. Herman Mazibuko, who's the founding agent and director of Amaga Real Estate Agency. Baba, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me again tonight. And greetings to everyone at home. So, Baba, today we are talking the different types of um, ways that properties are separated. And I think it's very befitting uh, so that we understand this. There's someone who bought a property recently and she was crying when the debit order came out. And she said, I was not aware that I'm going to be charged levies. I was not aware that I'm going to be charged insurance. I was not aware that... Ah, but you took a bond. Did you not read? And to find that she is in a, a property that is a sectional title. And she just thought, I'm looking for security. She thought it came for free. It was all part of the package. So we make those mistakes as people. Help us please have an understanding. Maybe let's start with the sectional title property. What is it? And um, what are the legal um, parameters that govern it? All right. On your sectional title. Uh, it's basically all the properties uh, which are more in your gated uh, community estates. Um, it may be a flat, it may be a townhouse, uh, it varies. But basically it's a communal um, uh, living uh, environment where you're buying a, a piece of a unit in, in a sectional title. Uh, you get to be charged based on the size of the unit that you own. The bigger the unit, obviously, you'll be paying uh, much more levies compared to a smaller unit. So basically, the levies are more based on the running of the complex, which is basically the amenities that are in the complex. So depending what amenities are there in the complex, meaning you could be having a swimming pool in the complex. You could be looking into your security as well. You could be looking at your common areas, which needs to be managed and maintained and clean, which is your gardens. So all those things are factored in as part of, of levies. Um, within the sectional title, when we say shared uh, cost, um, varies uh, from your freestanding because on your freestanding you have to pay your own insurance in terms of your own house but sectional obviously you share the whole cost of of securing the insurance for for whatever the the scheme has um so it varies it's different uh, um, uh, cost and different um, uh, responsibilities as well i mean when you are in your sectional title most of the other things are taken care of, like your garden service. People will be doing garden service, uh, cleaning your pool on your Saturdays. Um, unlike when you are on your freehold, your freehold, you still have to do your own garden. You still have to have your own pool to be done. And you need to pay your insurances as well. There's nothing shared uh, if ever you're on a freestanding. But it goes with pros and cons, depending on the person's choice, what he wants. Okay, so for for young couples, one thing I've noticed, and for people who are elderly, uh, single parents, um, people who, who travel quite a lot, sectional title properties become 
the way to go because you you're living in a communal setup so you've got neighbors who can be close-knit you know you've got security guard you've got cameras you can leave your house i think they, there's a term lock up and go yes. so there are most of these sectional title properties are lock up and go with quite with better security than a freestanding home but the cost how are they calculated i mean how are the costs that are incurred, like you're saying, the security, there's um, the communal area cleaning and maintenance. Uh, how are those calculated? Well, you get your your body corporate, which mainly is the one that obviously um, will be up uh, responsible in terms of mending and taking care of the, the whole estate. And obviously they will have to outsource and hire an agent company which will basically be an agent in terms of making sure that whatever responsibilities that needs to be done by the body corporate, obviously the agent will take care of that of those. And then so all the expenses that run the, 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 the complex basically are factored in and shared amongst everyone. That's how the, the amount is shared to everyone. If it's a communal of about 200 units, so whatever the cost of, of running in terms of the the budget that has been determined by the body corporate, then everybody will pay a share into that. And now you're talking about the body corporates um, as we're still speaking of sectional titles. The body corporate is comprised of who? Because in other complexes, you find the body corporate becoming alpha and omega. But we've all bought the piece of this property. We all live here. And some of the rules become very biased and unfair <laughs> well the body corporate is appointed by all the residents uh, that are, are belong to the scheme because when you buy into a scheme you officially belong to a scheme that means you've got a power as well to obviously voice out so you will appoint um, your trustees in the body corporate that um, these are the trustees that we appoint uh, responsible to manage the complex on our behalf but whatever decisions that are taken by the trustees, it's based on the concerns of all the residents in the complex. So it's not a situation where the body corporate would uh, govern the complex without the consent of the residents. And uh, I see that a lot sometimes. You find the body corporate sometimes takes decisions without the consent of the residents. And uh, that's where problems arises, you know, and uh, the agent which has been appointed, which is now to execute uh, whatever responsibilities, now they're working just uh, with the directors as trustees of the, of the body corporate, which sometimes becomes a problem. You know. mm, and, and also within the sectional title, then there's usually a managing agent that is appointed. What is the role of the managing agent and how do they interlink with the body corporate and trustees? Basically, the agent is, 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 is appointed by the trustees, uh, obviously on behalf of the residents. And um, the agent will be doing the maintaining of the whole complex and the running and doing the invoicing and doing the financials of the company uh, in terms of making sure that things are running in order, uh, levies are collected, because if ever levies are not collected as well, it creates a bad um, uh, financials 
and that could be quite bad for the investors that have put in and bought in that area if ever other people are not paying levies. So the agent needs to have a stronghold in terms of making sure that they're collecting levies and making sure that the books are right because if not, they're risking to devalue the properties that are in that particular complex. You know, when it comes uh, to, to these properties, um, uh, I know there's a lot of questions, and uh, especially on sectional titles. They, they're, they're a new concept to most of us South Africans. But I want to go to a message here uh, from uh, Chandra, who says, please raise awareness about CSOS. And that was exactly what was on my mind, uh, these line items that you get on your, on your uh, invoice. CSOS and its rules, etc. It's a critical factor in sectional title schemes. Also an awareness of the property management. One should look at minutes of meetings and rec records of financials that make up of the uh, board of trustees. Are they proactive or a privileged variety? Um, and the problem relates to that. Owners have to be proactive. So, yeah, Chandra is asking quite a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me come in there. I, I think um, in terms of all that information, um, all the residents need to be aware and uh, information needs to be circulated by the body corporate or the agent. In terms of the minutes of the meeting, uh, it has to be, you, you need to be uh, quite aware of what's going on. Because for one, you need to do your due diligence in buying a property, especially your sectional title. There's lots. It's unlike your your free freehold. Your sectional title has got a lot of things, obviously, that you need to follow in terms of the minutes of of the meeting that is uh, last held, the body corporate in terms of the levies account, in terms of the fi financials as well, because all of that is a problem that causes a lot of problem. You might be investing in a, in a complex that is. It's not good because even the banks also look at into that when you're buying your sectional title. Some of the banks would not uh, finance you buying a particular uh, unit in a particular complex because financials are pretty much bad and uh, badly managed. Oh, wow. So due diligence is very important. Uh, now, whose onus is it to do this due diligence? Is it the the buyer's onus or is it the, the, manage, the, 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 the selling agent? The selling agent obviously will be carrying a mandate from the seller, and uh, you, as the purchaser, you you need to do your own due diligence as well. But the agent cannot withhold information regarding the complex because, obviously, if if a client, uh, as an agent, is requesting information regarding um, financials of the complex, he's got a right to request that and uh, so that you can make an informed decision. So you got to actually give that information to everyone. Okay, I hear you loud and clearly. Another thing that that grinds me, it really grinds me, uh, the first property I bought, the levies were affordable. Quickly, quickly, three months later, oh my. There's a special levy added on. And this was the first property. So I was very wet behind the ears. I didn't even know what they were talking about. I just saw a letter. I was not even part of the trustees, you know. I didn't know what was going on. And I just saw a letter. Hey, we are increasing special levies. And mind you, I don't even live in this property. And I was like, my hands are And I'm sure a lot of people find themselves in that situation where 
you are not anticipating within the first 12 months or within the first 24 months that you will have an addition to what you're already paying for. What are these special levies? Who comes up with these absurd things, especially during these tough financial times? Your special levies normally, um, obviously your, your, your directors in the complex, which are more your trustees, will be coming up with such because they've actually done their budget and uh, they did not do it correctly. And then from there now, <laughs> okay. yes, they so did not do it the correctly. the trustees and directors did not do their job correctly in budgeting. In budgeting and estimated uh, a budget that was quite low. And then now it has to go back to the community again and say this is we need to do a special levy to achieve this if not sometimes your special levies are done let's say a complex wants to do an improvement on the security or they want to have a pool in a complex so that is when those special levies are implemented but such it's comp it's, it's 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 communicated uh, prior before so if you're buying a unit and those are some of the things that you check say are there any special levies that are are coming up quite close towards my buying, and uh, who is going to cater that? Is the seller uh, catering for the special levy that is that is already been decided in the in the complex to be done, or or the buyer is supposed to cater? So it's more of a, a negotiation now between you putting an offer subject to that whether the the seller would be will 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 fit in the bill of your special levy. So those are some of the things that you check when you're buying your sectional title. Now, this special levy, can uh, an owner say, no, I don't agree to it, uh, and even the majority is saying yes, and then they just stop paying? No. <laughs> you <laughs> can't. You can't because everything is uniform. When you're living in your, your sectional title, you do everything uniformly, same. So you cannot say, I'm not paying levies. You cannot say I cannot do this. So even if let's say you wanna extend a how your 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 unit or put a car sheet or whatever that you want to do an extension on your unit, you can't. You have to apply and still it has to be looked into. But the rules if they don't allow, they won't allow it. So you have to stick to the rules. Sure. Okay, so paying of levies here is also a challenge because not everyone pays. Other people are bad payers in general. So what happens when you're in a sectional title and you've already invested there and now the levies are not being paid by maybe three, four units and it's affecting the financials? Now you want to sell your property, but the financials look crippled because there's a handful of units that are not paying levies. No, definitely. The property is still yours. As much as the levies you still owe within your unit, but prior before the property can register, um, all the levies needs to be paid, and then that's when the, um, the a certificate is issued uh, of of the levies, and then from then the property can register. So this the property can never register without having to clear your your levies account. Hmm. Okay, 
So, you spoke earlier on A-teamers. The conversation is open for you. Uh, you can join in. We're talking property, the difference between sectional title and freehold property. Um, which one is the best? We're looking at pros and cons and things that you need to consider. 0614104107 if you've got WhatsApp messages, voice notes or questions. We've got uh, founding agent and director of Amalga Real Estate Agency, who is Mr. Herbin Mazibuko, who can answer your questions around this. So, Bab uh, Mazibuko, before the break, um, before we even um, continue, earlier you were speaking about uh, banks, how the bank also looks at uh, a sectional title prior to approving an application. Is this then different from the way they do with a freehold property? It's it's the same process happens. I mean, the bank, they will give you an approval based on a property that you are, you are buying, and um, which they will give you an approval that we call approval in principle pending the valuation. So the bank needs to go and evaluate the property to check that whatever that you're looking for, because partly they're investing as well in the bond that they're giving you. So the mortgage, they're giving you a mortgage against the property that you are buying. So the banks will obviously need to do the evaluation on your sectional title, same as doing evaluation on your freehold. But on your sectional title, they look much more, they're not just looking at the structure itself, they look much more into the books of the, of the, of the estate, which is your financials. And uh, from there as well, look at your market uh, value as well. But... Uh, if the sectional title has got problems, the scheme has got problems, people are not paying their levies, and, uh, or maybe the scheme has borrowed money from the other institution to improve the, the complex, and uh, you find that um, they still owe monies, and they're totally a lot, a lot of debts. So you find it's very hard for banks to finance some of those sectional titles, or they will devalue those properties instead of having them probably uh, selling for more, they'll be below the market value. Mm. Okay, here's another question. Uh, it's from King St. Nazi, who's uh, listening from Ivory Park in Midrand. says, Dumelang, I like how you are briefing things on this topic. I always tell people that you can buy a house and send in cash, but you'll still, every month, you'll have to pay some certain amount for security services, cleaning, or the gardening services. So, my question is, who is uh, deducting this money from my account? Is it an agent, the estate agent, or who exactly? All right. Um, basically, when you are a homeowner in a sectional title, you will have two invoices. You'll have an invoice uh, from the body corporate which will be based on levies. So the body corporate, um, which is the agent that was appointed by the trustees of the of the complex, and the very same agent will be invoicing you because they are managing the complex on behalf of the trustees which have been appointed by the, uh, by the community or the residents in that uh, complex. So they will be giving you a separate statement in terms of levies account. And then municipality will also be giving you also their um, monthly utility, which is your rate and taxes uh, bill as well. 
and then you still obviously have your own separate bill others um, they are together built with uh, your levies account which is your utility which is electricity and water it depends whether that complex it's a prepaid meter or, or not but some of, of or majority of the complexes you find that they will charge you levies and also they will charge you for for the usage of water as well mm. okay uh, briefly, let's go to, to the freehold property. What are the pros and cons of purchasing a freehold property? And on the onset, I'm going to be honest, security for me. When I think of a freeholding property, I'm thinking security. Am I safe or am I going to have to pay money from my own pocket to hire a security company in my home um, put beams up you know patrol and all that stuff I have big dogs barking outside by the gate because a freeholding property for me just is, is great it's awesome freedom God do I hate security I'm South African <laughs> not true that obviously it's it's more based on the choice of of of, of one so your freehold um, You've got total independency in terms of there's no rules at all uh, in terms of your property. Basically, when you're buying a freehold, you're buying the building and you're buying the land that is that is there with with the building. So that's your freehold. It's not shared. It's totally yours. And then obviously now your freehold, um, you'll still have to do your security compared to your sectional title, which security is there. So basically, you still need to pay your your, secu your, 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 your your insurance, meaning alone, without having to share with anyone else. And then you still need to pay for your security as well. Let's say you get your arm response. You still need to pay that alone yourself. Uh, but still, you obviously enjoy your independence. You enjoy there's no rules uh, that are, are put on you. Um, compared to your, free, your your sectional title, which is lack of freedom, obviously, and uh, and obviously being liable for your debt on body corporate, so all of those things are taken away. So your your freehold, you can freely extend your house as well the way you like, but the situation is you have to pay. You carry your cost alone, and uh, it might be expensive for other people. Uh, hence, the other people basically would rather go for your sectional title because it's a shared cost. Now, at Amalga Real Estate Agency, uh, what do you lean towards? Is it the sectional title properties in terms of selling and, and, and renting out or is it the freehold properties or both? It's both. Um, what has happened... Of recently, I think around 2018, a study was shown that uh, your sectional title has grown uh, and it's growing, keep on growing. Reason being, obviously, because of security reasons and two, because of the affordability as well. Because on your sectional title, you still find properties around your, from around your 500,000 or 400,000 going to about 900,000 rents. That's your sectional title. And then on your freehold, um, uh, Properties, you're looking at about around 800,000 going to almost 2 million, obviously, within your entry level uh, uh, sphere. So 
in terms of your freehold, obviously you will need to do a lot of things in terms of making sure you improve your property in terms of security, to make sure that it's well secured. And then obviously you need to have, um, you can't rely on anyone, obviously, including like insurance as I'm saying all, all uh, over and over again. And, and which one is a better investment opportunity if I wanted to invest? <laughs> and even as a developer, I mean, other people want to invest large scale for a developer and for an individual. Which one is better? I think it all depends on your budget. I always say that obviously you're controlled by your budget. You may, the first, you may be the first time buyer. You may find that you can only afford to buy, let's say, for 600000 you will be you obviously will be looking for a property that you can start your investment on. Uh, even your sectional title, like I'm, I've just said, that it has shown a lot of improvement uh, from 2018 and it's still growing. So definitely, even your sectional title is still good. Uh, even your freehold is still good. It all depends on your likes. It all depends, obviously, also on your budget. Those mm -hmm. are the two things, obviously, that you'll consider. But both we work at Amalga. And at, at, at Amalga Real Estate Agency, I know for the past two weeks you've been uh, um, telling us that you are open to receive new agents, whether they've got experience or not. Uh, you are open to take up new property stock uh, for selling and renting. Um, sure. So maybe tell us in brief about the openings um, in terms of uh, opportunity and also then follow up with telling us about um, how one can contact you at Amalga for the openings for job opportunities or career opportunities and also if they want to sell or buy property? We, we definitely, uh, on a month-to-month basis, streamlining uh, our workshops, um, which we try to, to streamline them on month-to-month, um, -month, um, try to group as much uh, people in, on, on one uh, um, avenue and then do the induction and training to give them the opportunity. So definitely, yes, we, we've already started doing all that. Uh, we have uh, already streamlined that and preparing that. So whomever that is interested, obviously, on, on our stream as well, you can still still find us on our web website, which is www.amalgarealestate.co. Simple as that. If people want to buy property, sell property, uh, I'm in the market. I'm going to put a property up, and it's definitely coming to you, Baba. Oh. And I'm hoping that uh, Young Blood of St. Peter is the one going to uh, handle this one. And let's see how the Young Blood is doing when it comes to the property industry. Uh, social media handles, Amalga, uh, Amalga Real Estate Agency as well. We have uh, Facebook. On Facebook, it's Amalga Property Group. Mm -hmm. And then on Twitter, it's at Amalga Realtors. Excellent. Thank you so very much for joining us. Safe travel. The roads are wet and get home safely. Next week, let's have another topic. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you to the listeners as well.